This is The Huddle. Sports, passion, positivity. Hello and welcome back to The Huddle. Here at The Huddle we like to focus on positive sports chat. We love to hear from sports people about their lives, their careers and how sport can have a positive impact on our communities. Our names are Otis, Elroy and Kingy. Today we are missing a member of our team, Archie. He's at home sick with the man flu. He's very sad to miss this interview. Today we are lucky enough to have Sivu Reese, the legend. Sivu was born in Fiji but moved to New Zealand in 2014. He is an outstanding winger for Tasman Marco, Crusaders and All Blacks. Welcome to the huddle, Sivu. Thanks so much, boys, for having me here. Um, yeah, looking forward to a good time with you, boys. Tell us what growing up in Fiji was like for you. Um, yeah, obviously a lot different growing up in Fiji compared to you know growing up in New Zealand. Um, and yeah, in so many ways, um, you know, it's a lot tougher and life's a lot harder back in Fiji. And you know, everyone just wants. You know, you're looking for opportunities to sort of get out of Fiji to, you know, m- to get a life and um, make a living. And um, I'm not saying that, you know, you can't do that in Fiji as well, but it's just a lot more tougher and harder in Fiji. And, um, yeah, and I'm very blessed and grateful that I got the opportunity to move over to New Zealand. Yeah. Mm. Who in your family is your biggest supporter and how do they support you? Um, in my family, I'd say it would be my it would be my dad, Um yeah, growing up, um, I was five years old, um, and I had no choice but to play rugby. So I was, yeah, um, sort of just you know forced into playing rugby, and um, you know since I was five up until now, you know, when every time I go back home, you know he still trains me and stuff like that, and you know is always supporting me, um, whether it's through video calls or just a text message before games and even just during the week, you know, just checking in on how training's going, how the week's going and yeah, and how I'm feeling and stuff like that. And yeah, he's never stopped and uh yeah, it's you know, I'm very grateful for my dad. What age did you fall in love with it? Um, yeah, so when I was five, um so I was five, I was, you know, obviously just like any other new kid to rugby, you know, I was just running around, didn't even know what I was up to, just yeah, kicking the ball and stuff like that. And I think so when I was about uh, seven years old, um, yeah, I was seven, and then that's when I was just like, man, this is so much fun, and I love this game. And, um, yeah, I gave other sports a good crack as well. And, uh, yeah, some of those other sports, I, you know, I was did all right in them, Um but yeah, I just loved rugby, and you know, looking back now, it's the best decision I've ever made was to play rugby. Mm. Do you have any siblings? Yes, I've got two sisters and a brother. So yeah, there's four of us all together. Do they still live in Fiji, or are they in New Zealand? My so my younger sister, she's yeah, she's still in Fiji, and my older sister, she's in she lives in Melbourne. And uh, yeah, my brother's in Fiji too as well. But yeah, my brother moves over to New Zealand um, in the next couple of weeks, so it's exciting. Yeah, can't wait. When was the last time you saw your brother? Uh, when we played the Fijian draw in in Fiji this year. Oh, yeah. yeah, I went back home, so that was cool. Yeah, so I got to see the whole family. Oh, what are their names? Uh, my brother's my brother's name's Cyril. Uh, my sis- my two sisters, um, Esther and uh, Rosie. Oh yeah. Yeah. What were those other sports that you played? Um, yeah, I know this is funny to all the people that's going to be listening to this. Um, I actually did uh, swimming, 
And uh, yeah, even though most people think that I can't swim, and <laughs> yeah, sometimes I pretend that I can't swim because the water's too cold here. <laughs> and yeah, oh, you know, I did swimming, I uh, played soccer, and I also played baseball too as well. It was so random. And yeah, played, uh, oh, softball, should I say, yeah. Played that in Fiji, and yeah, so those are the main sports, and athletics too as well. So, yeah, all, every sport that you could play, it's <laughs> what most people do. I love Canterbury, the Crusaders and the All Blacks. What teams did you support when you were growing up? Growing up in Fiji, man, like I said, it was, you know, it's a lot different because, you know, you, just like in New Zealand, you, know, you grow up in New Zealand, you, you know, you you look at the All Blacks and you want to become an All Black one day. So that was, that was me back in Fiji, you know, growing up in Fiji, I wanted to play for Fiji and, you know, that was with sevens and fifteens um, as well. So, and I've always supported Fiji. Um, my whole life, and uh, yeah, funny thing, I, I didn't really know much about the All Blacks. How did you feel when you scored a try against Fiji? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, it's always been uh, <clears throat> that year. I remember it was, it was so cool, even getting the opportunity to play against New, um, against Fiji. You know, I had really good mates playing on the other side. Uh, yeah, you know, scoring a try is always cool, and uh, yeah, doing it against Fiji was uh, yeah, it was pretty special. Was there a bit of trash talk? <laughs> yeah, it was uh, lots of trash talk afterwards, but, you know, just like those banters that you give your mates, uh, yeah, that was us after the game, man. Yeah. <laughs> What's it like travelling to lots of places? What are the good things and what are the bad things? So the good, yeah, the good things about travelling to all these different places, you know, you get, them, you, get, you get to sort of tick them off the box, you know, um, tick them off your list, sorry, you know, places that you would dream of when you were little, you know, you'd say, oh man, one day I want to go here, go here. Yeah, so through rugby, I've, I was, like, I've been very lucky enough to be able to travel those places and, um, yeah, I'd say the downside to, to those uh, travelling those places, you know, some of those places it takes a long time to get there. You know, you'd be on like four flights in like 32 hours or 40 hours and just things like that. And, and also we were gone for a long time, so, you know, you get, you miss your family and, um, yeah, that's probably the biggest part, you get to miss your family. Like, yeah, it's crazy, yeah. Mm. Who do you look up to and why? Um, but this probably yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a tricky question this one. But I, I'd go with. I mean, I've always looked looked up to um, Manny Pacquiao as obviously a boxer. Um, yeah, I've always looked up to him. You know, just his journey and you know from like where he started. I don't know if you guys follow him too well, but yeah, you know from where he started. You know, literally started from from nothing and his upbringing and how he just sort of just you know stayed in it just. You know, kept working hard every day. Didn't let anyone um, tell him what to do, or you know, if he was doing good or doing bad. You know, he just kept going. And and also, um, I'm a Christian as well, and uh, so is he. And you know, just how he balances his, you know, his the on field with his off field, and you know, with um, having God at the centre of it. So you know, that's that's where you know I want to be as well, and that's what I'm trying to do is. Just balancing all of that, so he's a big part of um, you know. Every time I love watching videos of him, just inspirational um, videos of him too as well. So they're pretty cool. If you haven't checked it out, like honestly, it'll be good watch um, or good listen to as well. All right, my favorite food is fried chicken. Shout out to Bobby Wayne at CNC Chicken and Cornbread. Describe your favorite meal. Ah oh, man, um, my favorite meal would be. 
like what is just one like your favorite food this is it you can you can like list the top three or anything um see i'd say my mum um my mum cooks the best um oh, it's called uh best chop suey and yeah chop suey and i love a uh, good chicken curry and uh, you yeah, love good chicken curry and uh, maybe you know can't go wrong with k-fry in the it as well so, oh, yeah. yeah yeah what is the biggest challenge being a professional sports person oh well uh, biggest challenge being a professional um yeah you know for, for me i think that there's you know there's there's a lot of challenges being a professional um athlete is you know one like Man, you know, it's just the criticism of, um, yeah, just, you know, criticism of, of people that's obviously not in the same sport as you or not, or that don't play sports, you know, that's probably a big part of it, you know, it's sort of, and then, you know, that's how people um, struggle or suffer with mental um, health and stuff like that. And, you know, with us, you know, you perform well. Um, you know, people ride you and then they're like, yeah, this is, you know, this guy's cool and you, you know, play a bad game, like one bad game and, you know, it's like they don't they don't remember the, all the good games you've played. It's just that one game and, you know, people just start to, you know, just rubbish you and just give you so much just for that bad game and and then they don't realise that, you know, it actually affect, like affects, you know, that individual and... You know, like I've seen people um, that suffer with uh, mental health as well, uh, just from those things. Um, yeah, that's, that's for me. It's probably the biggest one. Yeah. Mm. What advice would you give to young people that would like to make sport their career? Uh, well, my good advice would, would probably be as you know, you you just you just have to work really hard. You know, and you just keep working hard, and you got to be patient. Like you, you know, you cannot. Like you cannot expect you know a change overnight. You know that'll be crazy if that happened. Um, you've got to be patient. You know your your time will come, and you you have to keep working to at the same time. So when your time eventually comes, you know you're ready, and you know you just take it from there. And yeah, don't let anyone tell you um, otherwise. Yeah, my favorite players are Richard Moana, Sibi Reese, Ari Savia, Renee Holmes, and Billy Harmon. Who is your favorite player, and why? Um, <clears throat> like what, what, just in general? Or yeah, like just in general. Now? Who's your favourite player? Um, man, like, just, uh, my my favourite player would probably be, um, I don't know if you guys remember him, he used to play for the Chiefs, um, Tim Nanai Williams. Uh, yeah, Tim Nanai Williams, he's, he's Samoan, he's playing for Samoan now. Um, yeah, you guys will go for his... Um, yeah, because I remember, I remember him, you know, because I was I went to school up in Hamilton, and you know, I used to just watch the Chiefs play every weekend, and you know, he was there, and man, this is crazy. Like I remember, you know, it's sort of similar to me, like you know, not not the biggest, not the tallest, um, you know, he plays centre, wing, fullback, and yeah, the things he can do, man, he's got good feet, like sidestep, and just got some crazy skill and I used to be like man that guy's cool I want to be like him you know I've got probably the same size as him and uh, yeah just yeah, he was probably one of the main players growing up yeah yeah at Altafari we are a part of Etu Tangata which is about helping people understand and tackle tall poppy syndrome you have value others matter and we succeed together are three of the elements of Etu Tangata 
Have any of these elements played a role in your sporting career? Yes, um, man, those are pretty cool values uh, to start with. And yeah, the, I think that's very important. Um, you know, for me, is you know, I love I love it when you know I see my mates or um, you know just my friends or they don't even have to be you know in the sporting um, space. Just when you know when I see someone else doing well and you know, it cheers me up, makes me happy. And especially if they're my mate as well, you know, I'm, I'm there for it. And, you know, I love, I said, I love seeing people um, succeeding and doing really well. And, you know, it sort of gives you just that joy and, 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 and how you can also just influence your, your mates or others, you know, to do well. And, you know, even if they're not doing well, like just things you could, um, you can, you know, do or say to them, like, you know, in, in the, this rugby environment, like, you know, it's not always, always roses and, you know, you have your your down days as well. You know, you have, you know, you miss out on selection. You get dropped. You know, from the twenty three. Um, you know, you miss out on contracts and stuff like that. And you know, you can't let it get to you. And you know, that's when you know, I guess your real mates uh, step up and you yeah, encourage others, encourage one another, and um, yeah, you know, just be real positive. And you know, that goes a long way. Hmm. What are your goals for the next two years? Um, it's interesting because the last couple of days I've uh, I've been sitting down um, at home and just sort of you know writing down my goals and what I want to achieve in the next two years, um, especially you know the next year for me is is a really important. Um, yeah, but my goal is obviously you know to get back hundred um, percent um, and then and just start playing where I left off and or even just take it to another level and you know I want to sort of. Um, you know, show people, um, you know, that, that I'm a, a good enough winger and, uh, you know, that's where I'm going to put the put the hard work in. And, uh, yeah, that's basically me. Just keep proving to people that, you know, I'm still here. Um, you know, don't forget about me. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's my goal. And I've got a newborn baby too as well, um, a two-month-old baby. And, uh, yeah, you know, just all of that, you know, my goal is to... Uh, be around them uh, for as long as I can, you know, because when rugby does start again, and you know, I'm away for a very long time, and now I'm always away, and uh, yeah, that's all. That's my goal for the next um, two years. What is your injury? How is rehab going, and how are you dealing with not playing? Um, so I, I did my ACL and um, and a little bit of my meniscus as well. Uh, did it when we played the Blues up in up in Auckland, round four. Uh, it was a very yeah, it was a real nasty one. I got cleaned out, and uh, yeah, you know it was it sucks to be honest. You know this year was uh, a World Cup year. I you know had dreams. I was a like, man. It would be cool to go to another World Cup and. You know that's all been crushed, but it's not the end of the the road for me. And uh, rehab's going amazing. You know, I'm I'm back into um, sort of you know just a faster jog now. So I'm running. Um, yeah, everything's tracking really well, and I'm just going to keep doing it. And uh, yeah. So you think you'll be fit for next Super Rugby? Yes. So I'll be back uh, pre-season this year. So uh, around November. Late November, I should be 100% uh, back running. So will you be playing for the Tasman marker? No, unfortunately, um, I'm not going to be playing any Mitre 10 uh, or NPC. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be just doing my rehab because, 
yeah, I think by November that's the the time they gave me when I could be back uh, playing. Yeah, I watched the World Cup mm. was in November. <laughs> <laughs> what was your first memory of rugby? Did you play as a kid? If so, what was your first club? Uh, yeah, my first memory of uh, rugby, man. I was I was six years old. Oh, I was seven years old. This is what I, I could still remember. I was seven, and I was playing. As I was, yeah, I was seven. I was playing under nines with. Yeah, I was seven years old, and I was. Yeah, I was the youngest and the smallest. Um, I was playing halfback, and yeah, like, and you know that was my first. You know, I, I remember that time there. I was just like, you know, I'm just gonna pass the ball and just run. You know, that's all. I was like, run, try like avoid people even like, coming close to me. So that's what I did that whole game, and it was like a big competition back in Fiji and so at the end of that competition they named the like you know that's when like if I compare it to here that's when you get selected into the Canterbury um, under nines or whatever but we have that in Fiji so and yeah so that was it and then right at the end of the competition we were all sitting down that's when they read out the names of the you know who's made their team and I was just sitting there I was just so young and and I was telling my mum and dad, I was like, oh, let's go home, because it was like getting dark. I was like, oh, let's just go home. I just want to go watch TV. Or, And then they were like, no, nah, let's just wait, let's just wait. So I said, we sat down and then, yeah, they started reading the under nines and then um, right in the middle of it, my name got called out. And, oh, yeah, it was, it was a crazy moment. I was like, what? I got selected and it was I only just started playing rugby too as well. And Yeah, so the start, that was probably... You know, the best uh, memory of my childhood rugby, yeah. When you got the ball, how many tries did you score in that game? <laughs> um, probably not, not yeah, oh, man. Um, I think I scored like maybe only two tries the whole competition because every time I'd drive run, God, I'd have like about five people just pick me up and throw me out <laughs> and the sidelines, yeah. So, yeah, no, I've probably scored two tries, yeah. For two? No. Oh. Yeah. What made you want to play rugby? Um, well, like, cause, uh, what made me? Oh, because my dad. So my dad, you know, my dad played rugby, like not not professionally or anything. You know, just um, just played like rugby, like club level. And uh, so when I was young, um, we lived right by a rugby ground, right in front of our house. So um, that's where my dad. It was my dad's club. He played there, and then. I said I had no choice and he started telling me to go watch rugby and I'd go watch rugby and he just told me, oh, you need to go, like... So I started filling up waters from what I can remember and I was filling up waters for this for this junior rugby team and then um, with the day after, the coach asked me if I wanted to play and my dad was like, yeah, you you have to play. <laughs> I was I was scared. I was like, what? No, they're a lot bigger than me. So, But my dad was like, nah, you're going to have to play. So, yeah... That was that was how I started playing rugby, and yeah, it was cool. You know, now I look back, it's um, you know, it was all fun. It was so cool. So you thank your dad for getting you into yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Thank, I can't thank my dad enough. You know, it's um, yeah, how far I've come now. Yeah, it's pretty special. What was it like playing rugby for the Crusaders, especially during Razor's final season? Yeah, uh, you know, this year was a very special year. You know, for for you know, lots of reasons. You know, it's. Um, you know, guys playing their their last you know their last year, um, you know, Razors leaving. Um, obviously, guys playing for you know sports trying to make it to the World Cup and all of that. So this year was, you know, it was very special. I was so gutted that um, you know my season got cut short. 
And, um, you know, I would have loved to be up there in Hamilton with the boys uh, that finals, um, you know, to do it for Razor, to do it for everyone. But, yeah, no, this year was it was a very emotional year. Um, you know, like lots of boys, I said, they're leaving. Uh, you know, we won't get to, you know, who knows, we probably won't get to play with them again. And, um, you know, Razor's um, probably not going to coach the Crusaders, Crusaders ever again and, and all of that. So... Uh, there's, there's, there's a lot to play for this year and uh, you know, the boys did a great job uh, by lifting that, that trophy in Hamilton. What was the most significant lesson you've learned from Razor as your coach? Um, man, that's a good question too. I, I think for, for like, you know, with Razor, um, you know, when I moved down here, the thing I learned that um, he sort of, you know, tried to encourage us to do was, you know, just to be yourself. Um, you know that's that's like on the field and off the field. Like on the field, man. You know he, you know he'd come up to you and he'd tell you, man, you need to get the ball. You need to, you know, you need to go in there and like look for the ball and like do your thing. And you'd just be like, oh wow, okay. And then that's when you just, you know, sometimes you probably see me in the middle of the ruck. You know, sometimes places where I shouldn't be, I'd be there looking for the ball and you know just things like that. He allows you to, you know, express yourself and you know showcase the talent that you've got. You know. You, you can't really do much if you're just sitting on the wings and you know just waiting for the ball. And yeah, that was, that was probably a big one. If you are enjoying this episode of the podcast, why not check out our latest interview with the Women's Rugby World Cup winner, Kendrick Coxedge. Kind of not sure what you're doing, but I just yeah ran around after the coach and and then just um, continued to to love the game. What does it feel like to win a Super Rugby Championship? Oh man, that's the best feeling ever. You know, uh, winning that Super like, uh, you know, even playing in the Super Rugby competition, it's, you know, it's cool, it's amazing. You know, it's like a dream come true already playing. And when you, you know, when you win the trophy, uh, the Super Rugby trophy, it's, oh man, you can't even explain it. Like, you know, it's very emotional and uh, just the loveliest feeling you could you could ever feel so um, yeah very grateful I've been lucky enough to uh, my time in the Crusaders I've um, won five so yeah oh yeah both you and George Bow provided some fun and hope for the team is it true that you are the real reason the Crusaders won this year Oh, 100%, you know, we're the reason why those boys performed. <laughs> you know, we gave them the energy, we told them, come on, boys, see, we've, we've done our part now, now you guys have to do your part. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, yeah, you know, like, like that's me and George, you guys probably see on, you know, social media and stuff, um, you know, we just love to bring the vibe, you know, we, we love to bring the energy and, you know, we just people, you know, we just have people feeding off the energy that we, we give and, you know, you see people um, rocking up to the gym when they see George and I in our outfits with, that we've got. You know, people just get excited and you just, start, you know, you get pumped up for the gym and you just, you know, in a, in a good mood, in a good vibe. So, you know, when you go off to train, you're just like, man, this is cool. Like, you know, training freely and happily. Yeah. I really like putting on big hits. What's your favourite thing? Smashing people, scoring tries, try celebrations or something else? Oh, man, um... Um, oh yeah, yeah. I, I love I love scoring tries. You know, for yeah. me, yeah. I think you know, I love scoring tries. But I love I love tackling as well. So don't get me wrong. Yeah. Yeah. What's it like playing rugby against some people that you know and have played with? Uh, it's yeah. It's it's 
oh, they, man, it's so funny because you know most of the people that I know, like it depends like who it is, and you know some people you you, you know you know you when you come up against them, it's you know you you'd look up and you'll see them, and then they'll be looking at you, they'll be smiling or like they'll be saying something funny, and you just sometimes you end up just having a conversation where some people you look up, you know some people you look up and. And you see them, and then they just like you know in game mode, they just like nah, we're not mates on the field, you know we can be mates after. But yeah, it's always cool, you know. And then afterwards, you know, you have a good catch up, you know, have a laugh. Oh, yeah. What's it like to have fans? Um, to have fans. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I guess having fans is probably you know a massive part of um, you know what makes rugby enjoyable. And you know, without the fans, I'd say you know rugby would be would be boring and you know that's why we we run out there every weekend that we play you know we, we try and make them proud you know because they they show up you know no matter what uh, they show up supporting us and you know we want to make them proud by putting on a performance for them and it's always lovely um, you know seeing the crusade of the red and black um, fans every weekend or whether it's here at home Orange Theory or away games so it's always cool having fans. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get nervous before games? If so, how do you deal with the nerves? Uh, yeah, man, 100%. I still get nervous and up until today, whether it's, you know, playing for the Tasman Marco or, you know, Crusader All Blacks. Um, but I, I, you know, I do everything right and, you know, the nerves are always there. And for me, it's like right at the start. Like right at the start, it's um, right just before kickoff, you know, when they when the whistle blows and then... For me, it's like usually when people kick off to to when when we're receiving kickoff, because um, usually they kick straight to me, um, and then yeah, for me it's like when I just first catch the ball and I'm like, hey, that's good. Because a few times, you know, I've I've been so nervous that you know teams have kicked it to me and you know I've sort of juggled the ball around, like didn't catch it clean, or sometimes I've actually dropped the ball as well, which is. Yeah, it was embarrassing. But yeah, I still sort of just that's how I do it. Just you know, the first job first, catch the ball, or if it's if we're kicking, um, just chase hard and then try and make a tackle, and then that's when I'm sort of in the game. Yeah, if you could play for any team in any sport, what would it be and why? Any t- any sport? Yeah, any sport ever. Oh man, I'd probably um, go to uh, David Beckham's uh, soccer team there. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Oh no! I'd like seriously, yeah, I'd, I'd probably play football. Yeah, play soccer. Alright, cool. go to England. Yeah, somewhere there. Ronaldo. <laughs> oh, yeah, Ronaldo. Oh, what's your favourite ice cream flavour? Um, cookies and cream is my favourite ice cream flavour. Yeah, I think everyone likes cookies yeah, and cream. Yeah, can't oh, go wrong. I know it's yeah. the best. Gee. Where do you store your medals and important rugby stuff? Um. So at home I've got um yeah, so some of them it's you know, when you walk like right through the door it's uh, I've got like this table right by the door, yeah. So I've got some there and then um in the lounge as well and I've got um jerseys hanging up on the wall as well and um and in my room, uh, medals and cups as well. So I've got them, yeah. Someone said that they were asking someone about their medals and they took them out to the garage and it was in this, they were rusty in this box. Oh man, yeah, I could imagine. Like, I mean, you know, some people probably just go and just 
you know, chuck their medals, trophies or whatever it is in yeah. the, somewhere and probably don't even check on it or anything. Yeah, don't even care. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of music do you listen to? Um, but I'm a very, um, so I love my um, sort of island vibes. You know, that's, yeah, that's me. You know, when I'm driving or just every day, I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I love other music too as well, but it's just the island vibes, you know, just those... Um, sort of Afrobeat um, music, yeah, that I love um, vibing to, yeah. Oh, yeah. Over your career so far, what are you most proud of? Um, over my rugby career, I was, um, man, I'd, I'd probably say, um, oh, yeah, over my career so far, was um, making the World Cup in 2019, um, yeah, that's you know probably the highlight of my my whole rugby career. Um, you know we know World Cup is the pinnacle of of rugby. You know and yeah, that's the biggest stage that's there in rugby. So uh, I was lucky enough to uh, to play in that, and then you know that was just you know unbelievable. And yeah, you know that's probably my highest um, rugby, uh, highest sporting moment ever, like proudest moment ever. Yeah. Oh, yes. Can you share any pre-game rituals or superstitions that you followed? Um, my, uh, yeah, so like I said, you know, I, I listen, so pre-game I'd, I'd wake up, and again, it depends on, on where it is, like, um, you know, whether it's here, because it's a bit different, you know, with the Crusaders and the All Blacks, because, you know, Crusaders, we we stay at home, whereas the All Blacks, you know, we're in hotels and stuff, so... You know, when we're away with All Blacks, you know, I'm very chilled, just love listening to music. Um, you know, when I wake up in the morning, you know, no rush to get up, just, you know, sort of take my time and just have a have breakfast and, um, you know, just do everything. And and right towards the, just before we leave, um, you know, just that's when the nerves always start to kick in a bit more. And, um, yeah, just a little bit more music gets me going. Uh, would go down to the rugby ground and um, yeah, I always, always make sure I pray um, just before I run out to warm up because um, yeah, like I said, you know, I'm I'm Christian and um, every time I pray, it sort of calms me down and you know just brings me right down and just prepares me really well. I recently saw that video of you guys in like Tokyo or Japan, where it was like that funny video of you, Richie and George Bauer and Cody Taylor. Um, where you were like he was Richie was doing the boom boom and then the, <laughs> the light the blind yeah. and stuff. Oh yeah. And then oh, they yeah. were and Cody Taylor was sitting there controlling it. Yeah, I was watching that. And I was just laughing. It's pretty funny. Yeah, no, like I said, no, um, you yeah, know, yeah, George, uh, George Bauer, um, Richie, um, Cody, and uh, Shannon Brazil, yeah, we uh, yeah, those are you know some good mates of mine, and uh, yeah, you know, and we're always uh, kind of close. And yeah, that that was so funny when we did that. I can still remember it as well. Couldn't stop laughing afterwards when we were watching the video of it. And I was like, man, what were we up to? Like, people actually thought it was real. Uh, did you see it? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I could see like, his arm. They, they, yeah, they like yeah. clap, and then you could just see his arm there, like controlling that. Yeah, I was like, man, yeah, people actually thought it was real. But I was like, man, when you came out of the toilet, it was like, yeah. I'll put you at the pool. <laughs> Yeah. The Fijian draw have done really well this year. What is the importance of the draw to Fijian rugby? 
man, the Fiji draw is just, you know, they're, they're just something else. Like, you know, and then they, like, they're going to be dangerous, you know, in the next, the next couple of years. They're only just going to get better and better. Um, well, this year, you know, their second year in Super Rugby and, you know, they made quarterfinals. And, you know, you watch them, you know, I mean, they they beat us in, in Fiji, they beat the Canes and, you know, even in Australia too as well. Like, oh, they're just, you know, talent, they've got everything. And just in the next couple of years when they do get the balance of everything right, and it'll be hard to stop them. And, it's, and you know, it makes it, um, you know, it sort of opens the... You know the pathway for kids in Fiji, like I said to you guys earlier, and it was, you know, growing up in Fiji, it's you know trying to find an, find the opportunity to get out of Fiji or just the opportunity to play rugby is was hard because we didn't have a like a Super Rugby team. You know that was the dream of every kid in Fiji was to play Super Rugby, and now we've got a Fijian draw team that plays in the Super Rugby comp. So. Um, you know, makes the kids, um, you know, like dreams alive. Um, you know, knowing that the, they've got a local team there that they could, you know, dream to to one day play in. Yeah, because the crowd there is awesome. Yeah, yeah the crowd's mm. massive. They seem to be a bit unstoppable when they're at home. Yeah, that's what they, they always say. That's their sixteenth man is the crowd. So yeah, you know, you go there, you cannot hear anything right from the start till the end. They are yeah. just cheering and screaming and yelling and uh, but yeah it's so cool there are still a lot of crusades fans there oh though. yeah because cause bef- just before the just before the Fijian draw obviously um, had a team um, everyone in Fiji loves the crusaders yeah and um, it's only because you know crusaders are well known for having uh, Fijian players you know, in the past years as well so it's a massive because everyone apart from Canberra and New Zealand hates the crusaders I know exactly <laughs> yeah the draw famously beat the Crusaders this year. What was that experience like, especially for the Fijian-born Crusaders? Um, man, I honestly, it sucked. Like, it was, uh, I didn't even, yeah, I was just, I remember, and I was standing there, that last kick, that guy, that Fiji um, goal kicker had to kick, to, you know, had to get over to win, you know, and it was right in front of the sticks, and I was like, oh, man. And, you know, when he got it, and I was just there, like, in shock. I was like, man, like, so what? And, I, and you know, I, I hate losing, and, you know, especially losing in Fiji. And I had my family come watch me, you know, and, and I was just there myself. Uh, George Bauer, you know, we're just there just talking, like, man, like, what just happened and, and everything. But, you know, in saying that, like, the Fijian draw, they played, you know, they played so well that game, and, you know, they deserved to win. And, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, that's, we just came back and we just had to be better. I mean, you did score a good try. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Thanks to Sam Whitelock for that <laughs> pass. He was at halfback and he threw this pass almost went over my head. And, but, like, I jumped up and I just got it. So, yeah. Yeah, thanks, Sam. You have a cool dog. Can you tell us <laughs> about your pet? Um, yeah, so um, my dog's name's Milo. Um, yeah, it's a blue male border collie. Uh, it's yeah, I mean it's pretty um, like hard to see um, dogs like him. You know, it's a different. It's got blue eyes. Um, it's sort of black, white, and grey um, colour. And uh, yeah, you know, we got him from up north. Um, I can't remember where it is. My partner um, got him from up north, and yeah, we had him when he was 
six weeks. Yeah, he's only six weeks, and yeah, he's massive now, and he's yeah, he's cool. He's cool. He's well trained now. You know, he's, he listens, and yeah, he's we we'll, we have to walk him about four, uh, four times a day. <laughs> yeah, otherwise he just goes nuts and he just starts. But he's, he's like, because they're really smart dogs, and you know, you'd be chilling inside the house and you just see him running around like the back, just playing by himself. And he'll have a, he's got a rugby ball that he, like, he'd bite and then he'd throw it and then he'd chase after him. <laughs> smart dog. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, wow. Me and Osa have got a border collie, but it's just, just a black one. Oh, yeah. Oh. A bit crazy. Yeah, they they they're cool dogs, though. They? They're yeah. like very smart. And yeah, our one's not so smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are known for creating something out of nothing. What is the secret to doing something extraordinary? <laughs> oh man, sometimes I ask myself as well the same question: like, what did, you know? Like, what am I doing? Or like, what did I just do? Like, where did that come from? Um, man, yeah, like like for me, uh, you know, I just you know. When I get get the ball, I'm just, you know, thinking like, you know, I have to do something, you know, I have to do something useful. Um, you know, I can't get tackled here, I can't get tackled here. So, you know, that's when you just start, you know, in a way you start making up things as well. Like you, you know, you'd run this way, nothing's on here, and you change back the other way, and you just keep going until, yeah, you sort of just keep going until you see a gap. And, you know, it's like when you see that gap and it's like you've got to take it. And, and, yeah, sometimes I'll do that. I'll go run sideways, go right, and then sometimes come left and then I'd see a gap and then I'm like, oh, there's a gap. And then I'm, I end up running and I'm like, oh, I'm actually through here. That's what that's what a kid does on my rugby team. You'll get the ball and you go, doop, 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 and then you'll find yeah, it. Yeah, and you'll find it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, but sometimes it's annoying because, you know, you sometimes bump into your own players and you get penalised for it. It's, oh, it's annoying mm-hmm. there. Yeah. How do you maintain a balance between your personal life and the demands of being a professional athlete? Uh, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll, up until today, I mean, you know, you're still always looking for for ways to sort of, you know, just keep balancing your your you know your rugby life and your personal life. You know, um, looking for ways to you know balance it better, and um, you know, like things. You know, like I said, I've got two girls now and, um, you know, just that and having to play rugby and, you know, being away for so long and, you know, you, you know, when you go on, you just, you know, you miss them so much and, but you know, they obviously, you have to go do your job and, you know, our job is to train and play. And then when I do come back and I spend um, a lot of time with them, you know, spend, um, you know, obviously the time that I can and time that I have, with them, um, just you know, little things like going for walks, going to the ice cream sh- um, shop, uh, yeah, just things like that. And then um, you know, it's it's tough. Uh, you know, for me, it's tough. You know, balancing it out because um, it's very sad. You know, when you have to leave them, uh, but it's always the best uh, joy when you come back to them. It's it's always cool. Yeah. What do you enjoy most about being a professional athlete? Uh, what do I enjoy about being a professional athlete? I I enjoy the the people that you meet the friends that you make um, like for me I've you know walked into the Crusaders environment uh, not knowing anyone and you know now I'm like best mates with um, almost all of them and you know that's the best part of it and then you know you get to play um, every weekend with them you know you're playing with your best mates is always fun uh, even just training 
uh, that, you know, for me, that's probably the best part is the the friendship that you make and the relationships that you that you build um, over your you know your sporting journey. Who's your bestest mate in the Crusaders? Um, man, oh, jeez. Um, like I said, because I'm, I'm sort of that type of person that um, you know you probably can see that, and I've just you know I love I just bring that energy to to everyone in this because it's really hard to say. You know, my best is mate, but like, and I could tell you the guys that I actually, um, you know, hang out with, you know, most of the time, you know, which, you know, I mean, I could call them my very, very good mates. Um, you know, here at the Crusaders, um, you know, George Bauer. Um, I mean, George Bauer actually lives with me oh, yeah. in my family, yeah, so, you know, I see him every morning I wake up <laughs> and uh, every night as well, so we just, uh, yeah, so we live together. Um, yeah, George Bauer, um, Richie Moanga. Um, you know Cody Taylor as well. You know we, those boys are very close, and obviously you can see when we go into the All Blacks <laughs> camps, you yeah. know, we're just always just hanging out and just yeah, just chilling. Yeah, well that's it for the interview. We'd like to say thanks for coming and talking to us. We realise you're super busy, and we really appreciate you giving up some of your spare time to chat with us. We love hearing from amazing sports people, hearing about their day-to-day lives and about how sport can have a positive impact on them. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man. It's that boy Bobby Wayne, man. You know how he does it, man. Coming to you live my chicken coop. CNC, baby. Hello. Go check out Bobby Wayne at CNC Chicken and Cornbread. You'll find him at Bexter Garage on Pages Road. Bobby opens at 11.30 till he's sold out Wednesday to Saturday. This is The Huddle. Sports, passion, positivity.